This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Oh, welcome along. It's the Monday morning episode. You get it on Sunday evening if you're an IFS subscriber. And um, here we are. It's, uh, we're on the, we're the arse end of what's been a heat wave this last mm. few days. You've mm. just been complaining. You've described it as hell a few seconds it ago. Is, there, I am here in my son's tiny bedroom where I've never podcasted from before. I think it's the last room in the house that I've never podcasted from. But for reasons, we are recording this on a Sunday morning, not our usual recording yep. time. The house is busy with family doing family things. The Vita Modular is, and I am I swear to you I'm not exaggerating, it is the hmm. hottest it is the hottest space I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> it's a massive greenhouse, you know. <laughs> I, I, once, I, once, I once ran out of petrol in the Nevada desert, yeah, and I was really hot and I started to panic a small amount. You know, yeah, it, it was fine. The Nevada desert is like, I mean, there are fucking, there are quite a lot of bars and petrol stations, so it's not like the worst. But for me, in the undramatic life I've led, that was felt quite dramatic. This the Vita Modular is twice as hot as that. As it's a greenhouse. I even was scared. Uh, I I mean it when I say scared. Real fear about having to walk into the Vita Modular this morning to get my microphone and headphones and other podding equipment out in order to set up here in my son's room yeah. um, with a fan on next to me. It's it's honestly, mate. I, I am not built for this physically, emotionally, mentally. Obviously, logistically, none of us are built for it because no. this country's not set up for extreme heat of this nature. Well, I had four showers yesterday, mate. Four fucking showers. And every time I had one, I was getting out of the shower. And by the time I sort of got dressed, having just got out of the shower. Mm. And by the way, Andy, only a pat dry. Only a pat right. dry. Not a thorough dry. Pat. Yeah. Pat, 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 right? pat, 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 Barely patted my face pat, and head pat, at pat all. On, pat, pat, pat on Sam, Sam, Sam. Yeah, exactly. It's a lovely pat dry. But by the t- the effort it took to then put my clothes back on, right? Like mm. what few clothes I was wearing, lightweight clothes, right? <laughs> then I was like ready for another shower because it had caused me to perspire. <laughs> it, oh, it man. Was j- it was just, it's just how the dog's gone fucking bananas. The dog doesn't know what's hit it because the dog's never experienced light heat yeah. before. It was, it's not even a year old yet. The dog is just barking, yeah. barking, barking, barking from fear, discomfort, heat. anxiety. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on here? Oh I don't understand. So, you know, well, sorry as, to as... start on a, on a bummer note. I'm sure some people will be able to relate to this because the whole country's <clears> been going through it. Well, I mean, some people think that climate change isn't a thing, which I think mm. is weird. But there you go. Well, people... Um, but, you know, life... The thing about all of this stuff, I think, you know, with climate change deniers, you know, I don't want to sympathise with them too much, but I do think that... Although, obviously, I don't agree with them because I'm not mental. But it's not really mental. It's like... Life is really tough and scary... And the yeah. existential threats on top of just the day-to-day small threats to your yeah. existence, like the bills you got to pay or whatever, 
right? The the existential threats on top of that are so much to cope with, so suffocating, that sometimes if you can find some sort of loosely convincing theory that tells you that that massive threat is actually just a myth, it's just been made up and someone's got an agenda, then that actually might... And then what you do is you find that and you think, okay, I'm going to buy into that and I'm not going to dig too deeply into it because on a superficial level, it seems to make sense. And if I just buy into that, then it'll be one less thing to keep me awake shitting myself at night because there's a lot of things to shit yourself about. The rivers are full of shit. There's prisoners escaping from prison. Which the schools are fall. The schools are falling down. Yeah. Or or setting on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, there is a lot. Everything's too expensive to afford. Everything's too expensive to afford. And you know, there's a lot of shit to worry about. And then if on top of that, people go and by the way, the planet's burning. You're I like, think, oh, you know what it is. I think, now. I think our generation and the generation before, like say post war nineteen forty five, everything's generally just been okay. Been, everything well, just bumbled along and it's been all right. Everything got better. It was yeah. like kept everything in broad terms from one generation to the next was getting better like after the war. Yeah. It was progress, mm. yeah. And then, uh, now, now it's... Now this comes along and... If, well, hang on, this is not the life that I've, I've, I've become familiar with. The fact that the planet's about to burn. I don't yeah. know anything about it. What, what the fuck? Well, I, I, I also have like, very little... Uh, it's weird that everything's getting going worse. I mean, let's not get too into it. It's depressing. This is supposed to be a podcast that makes people feel better, right? <laughs> but, but it's it. But it's interesting. But what I would say, you know, when we were growing up, there was a life, an idea of life, and what constituted success and happiness that was presented to us, that was rooted to some degree in reality right and what i mean is the kind of lifestyle that was presented to you by american tv shows or television commercials right that lifestyles that involved a house a car a family and a certain amount of security and comfort right mm. of a certain level and it at least seemed to, to to a lot of people not all people but a lot of people like something realistic to aspire to because it was potentially within uh, within your capabilities, within your grasp, right? Yeah, and so as a result, we might have been like brainwashed into attaching our own sense of self worth and value to those things, to those aspirations, right? Material things to yeah. a great extent, right? And all I think now is, is that this generation, like our kids, I think they've got it much harder in most ways, right? Yeah, but at least the curtain's been pulled back. And mm-hmm. they now understand that all of those things, you know, let's be honest, owning a house and having, you know, a job security in the sense that perhaps our parents' generation had it and all of those other things, right, accumulating wealth, blah, 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 is much more far-fetched. It is not a guarantee. In fact, it's very unlikely for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Therefore, that's a bad thing in one sense, but in another sense, it's like, therefore... You have to look at the smaller things in life. You have to look at what is, you know, you have to detach yourself from, you know, marrying your own self-worth or the value of life to those big material things that perhaps we were taught were important. And so what I think is, is that perhaps our kids' generations might have and might already have like a clearer idea of what constitutes happiness and fulfilment in life than we did. Like we grew up watching Dallas or Dynasty, 
right, yeah. for example. Or you might have seen, you know, I, I know I would have seen Mike Baldwin on Curry and thought, I want the Baldwin That's lifestyle. That's I want to be. Yeah. I want to be Mike, Mike Baldwin. I want a knicker factory and a Jaguar. <laughs> and loads of birds. <laughs> I want birds. I want a knicker factory. All the all this stuff, right? I want to I want to nick I want to nick the street nerd's wife behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> that's like all young men. That's what I associated with success, right? Well, that was Thatcher's dream, wasn't it? But it was Born a myth. Was Thatcher's poster it, boy? It, it was, yeah. It was it was all a myth. And now kids think, yeah, oh, you know, I don't I don't fucking know. I'm not bothered about having a nicker factory. I probably won't ever own a knicker factory or a Jag. I probably won't have any car, but who gives a fuck? As long as I can wake up and look at the sun rising in the morning, have a nice cup of tea, watch yeah. the cats go by, mm. then I'm a I happy man. I don't know if that's true. But I had a very interesting mm. conversation, very enlightening conversation with my son at about one mm. thirty am this morning because he'd had a couple right. of glasses of wine. All the best conversations happen then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 15 half year old he's on the wine. Uh, yeah. Added a couple of booze, and he, he's convinced that the the uh, the poor will eventually rise up and um, assassinate all the billionaires. Mm, well, that yeah, and I because, mean, because the the gap between the billionaires and the poor is getting wider and wider and wider, and you know, yeah, our kids see that in the, the opportunities we had, they don't have anymore. He yeah. says it'll be like the French Revolution again, or it'll be like the Russian Revolution. He says eventually people will yeah. have, have had enough. There's a couple uh, of films. There's there's uh oh the you know there's a film by what's his name out of Key and Peele. Uh, he did Get Out, right. and then he he did a follow up. Um, uh, Jordan Peele, and I'm just trying to remember the one he did, um, which is sort of like a horror. Uh, let's see what it is. It's not no. It's Us. It's called Us. It came oh, yeah. out in tw- 2019. And it's a good film, but it, you know, it's fuck, it's a head fuck, man. And um, that's basically about that. It's about right. the poor, the disenfranchised, yeah. have been living underground, literally underground. Mm-hmm. And it's about they kind of rise up like zombies and they just start to slaughter the rich. Yeah. Um, not just the not just the super. I mean, you know, like the likes of you and me, the pod. Anyone barons, with a car. <laughs> yeah. You know, the pod barons, our necks will be on the line, right? Definitely. Just because we're from relatively humble beginnings, don't think we're off the fucking hook. They won't, right? they won't see that. They want us to they're, ask for a not, CV before they, they come won't have for us. T- yeah, they won't have time to distinguish. They'll just they'll just look at us, right, with our car. I mean, mate, I own over four teapots of different sizes. <laughs> then they come in my house yeah. go, what's all this? And I'll go, well, why does any man need more than one teapot? And I'll be like, oh, well, you have to see. I know it might seem extravagant, but that one's for when I'm in the house just on my own and I just need one cup or maybe a second if I'm particularly yeah. parched. And this one yeah. is when the whole family here. And this one's for when we have visitors and I may need six cups. And this yeah, one was exactly. a present that had sentimental value. And they go, I've heard enough. You fucking decadent, self-indulgent mm-hmm. leech on society. Mm-hmm. Put your fuck. We're gonna cut your head off right here and now, right? And there'll be yeah. nothing I can do about it. And maybe I'll deserve it. But yeah, in us, there it's not just it's not just your you know your fucking billion. It's not yeah, just your Mike Baldwin's, exactly. right? I'm fucking, I've got two dartboards. They come from yeah, me. No problem. You're fucked, mate. Uh, it's not just your Jeff Capeses who they're gonna be going yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Right? Capes will It'll fight be them even like me and you. 
And uh, the other film that follows a similar theme, they came out at um, uh, similar similar times. I went to see it at cinema, I think on my wife's birthday. Right. Uh, it was Sorry to Bother You. That was the year before. That was 2018. Right. right. And that's a, a similar thing. It's about, you know, it's. I think it's set in the... Um, in the future, like in the sort of not very distant future, the near future, yeah. and everyone's working in call centres. And the idea as well is that these big conglomerates advertise a whole lifestyle for you. So when you take a job with them, they mm. also provide you with your home, your healthcare and everything else. And I thought, this is horribly believable and does yeah, not seem does distant. Sound like it, yeah, Because as the, as the state becomes smaller and smaller... The richer the billionaires get, the more resistant they are to having to pay anything to the state, right? But, of course, they will still require a healthy workforce, yeah? Yeah. And um, they'll still require a healthy and capable workforce. They can't just afford for, like, the the masses, the, the great unwashed, to just fucking die out, right? Because then mm. who's going to... They need people. They effectively need slaves, and but they are. don't want to yeah. give the money. They don't want to give the money to the state to keep the workforce educated and healthy and so forth. And actually, education—they're not that bothered with it anyway, because they—they just want—they want a load of mindless dopes, really, who are yeah. physically capable to basically perform the tasks that they need to make their profits. And nothing more, and, yeah. and and nothing more. So they go right, you know. If you're left without a job, that's it. You're fucked, right? There is no, there is no safety net provided by statement. I mean, we're nearly at this stage anyway. Let's be honest, right? Well, there was a report so last go, week that said, sorry, there was a report last week that said social mobility in this country is at its lowest now than it's been yeah. in something like fifty years. Yeah, or longer. And it is a self, it's a self perpetuating problem because the biggest, the bigger the gap, right? The more power the people at the top have, the more power people yeah. at the top have, the more ability they have to say to the state, no, we're not contributing. Why would we contribute to other people's uh, education? For, for Apart from anything else, we're educating people who might then go and work for our rivals or even worse, might start a company that will fucking threaten our profit margins. Yeah. So fuck that. We're not giving you any money to keep them healthy and educated, right? But they'll start providing their own thing. But then eventually, uh, effectively, you're in a fucking gulag. Right, and anyway, that's what that is. Just believe it or not, that film. Sorry to bother you. Is a fucking comedy, but I didn't right. find it funny. It did my fucking nutting, and then I saw Us as well, and I was like, basically, I don't know if your son's seen these films, but he should watch them. I think they're much more aimed at his generation than mine, anyway. Yeah. And I don't he might enjoy them. But them. He gets, he, he's on TikTok and YouTube a lot, and you know, yeah, not every, not everything on there is mad bullshit, but um. But what I do think, the, the the positive thing, though, is that it might bring back a little bit more, and I hate to use this word, spirituality. Let's call it that. What I mean is, or it might change our philosophy and outlook on life a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. And make, it, make us detach ourselves a little bit from the idea of our worth being married to our productivity, right? and yeah. make us sort of step back because that is i think how our generation you know grew up under thatcher etc and a, and a stage of capitalism that was effectively working in in most senses it was working at that yeah. stage right in terms of each generation was getting on better living longer earning more money than the last right 
and so we were we were brought up to sort of even if our parents didn't actually say it to us explicitly don't think we lived in a world a little bit where it's like you are what you can do I don't know in terms of in terms of what like well like how much you know we're like your success might be married to what you do for a living yeah how much security and safety you can provide to yourself and your family you know and i'm not saying those things aren't relevant but yeah but you know the, there's more to the, like the, you can take pleasure and joy and sort of feel like a good person without those material things you, you can but at the same time a lot of people like nice things a lot of people like that's treats, true. and that's perfectly human to like that and i think to say that um people will turn to a kind of a spirituality of oh here's here's the sunrise and a nice cup of tea when deep down mm. they fundamentally know that they are peasants <laughs> and all of all, yeah. all of their rights and freedoms are being fucking gradually eroded oh yeah away. yeah yeah it's, that's true i think that's that's a bit superficial maybe but bit, bit it was, naive it was, yeah it was it was lovely to have that conversation with him because he, he's fucking far more switched on than i thought he was yeah no but, i think um, that's a good point that you make i'm not I don't want to come across like naive, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter as long as you can see the sunrise. All I mean is, like, what do we talk about on this podcast? We talk about, a lot of the time, celebrating the everyday shit that can yeah. give you a little buzz, even when other things aren't going yeah. well. I, with age and the changing world we live in, have become more able to sort of treat life as, as a succession of small moments. Then, yeah. You know, the fulfilment of... of bigger ambitions that are based on things beyond my control. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. But we're in a really, really, really privileged position in the fact that we don't work regular 9 to 5, 5 days a week. We don't have to sit in um, the fucking traffic jams on the way to and from work every day or stuck yeah stuck I'm, nose nose to ear on the tube and all that yeah, kind yeah, of thing of course but i'm not saying that everyone lives like me that's not the point i'm saying like whatever's going on in your life all you can do is look at the things that you have control over and yeah. you might have loads of shit going on in your life and you know most people have much more shit to deal with than me but the point is, is that if you can, like I know, and, and but equally I know and grew up around people who had a lot less than me, but who are sort of probably less anxious than I am or, yeah. you know, less stressed out because they were able to just look at life in a more straightforward way in the moment, my moment, my, not to say that they found it easy to do shit jobs or be poor. Mm. But what I mean is, is that all you can, you have to take pleasure from some things in life. 
And yeah. if you're, but, dr- but then again, the, the worrying thing is you mentioned like something like sunrise and stuff like that, and they are things that that can bring you know brief moments of joy. But then, by the same token, you've got a heat wave like you've had this week down in London. Yeah. It hasn't been as bad up here. It's been tolerable here. It's been a few mm. degrees cooler because we're further north and all that. But then, you know, the, 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 your, your natural conditions, i.e. weather, are also now up the fucking spout at certain yeah. times of the year and, and beyond. You can't go swimming in the sea. Comfort. I used to love, Yeah, exactly. I didn't go swimming in the Isle of Wight this year because I wasn't really there much as much as usual. I was there a little bit. But it was... Too hot to be on the beach, and it, mm-hmm. it was too risky. It's too risky to go in the sea. And being mm-hmm. in the sea every year, that was, for me, a moment where I'd, like, whatever else was going on, I was stressed was I'd get down to the fucking beach, jump in the sea, feel the coldness, yeah. splash about with the kids in the sea for a few hours, and you'd feel fucking great. Now I'm like, I don't know, man. They might be shit in that sea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my saw... brother was in Menorca once uh, with my cousin, and they saw a turd floating directly towards his open mouth. Oh. Sh- thank God he shut his mouth just in time. I mean, this was the 80s, but that was Menorca. Are you telling me now the Isle of Wight is equivalent to 1980s Menorca? Oh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is a th- someone, someone from Sunderland who I follow on Twitter posted a picture from Roca Beach yesterday and I say it was like 27 degrees or something up here yesterday mm. and the beach was deserted and I, I imagine a huge amount of people just aren't going because you know going in the sea doesn't feel like an option it's where that triathlon was a few weeks ago where 60 people got E. coli a few days oh, afterwards fucking hell, yeah so unbelievable it was it was never it wasn't proven either way whether it was from the the sea that they were swimming in but I mean fucking hell it probably was you know, and um, yeah, so people just don't go on the beach anymore. What the fuck? What so next? So, my mum was quoted in the Daily Mirror today, or the Sunday Mirror. What? Because they were From approaching. This <laughs> no, basically, right. What happened was <laughs> yesterday, in Chiswick, yesterday morning. Yeah. Because there'd been reports of what's his name, right? I human. His name. Daniel. I call him. Daniel, but I call him the human Flavio, right? Because he reminds me of my favourite <laughs> Escape Links, right? All right, we'll call him that then. He was, there was reports, there were sightings of him in Chiswick, right, in the build-up to him being caught. As it transpired, he was eventually caught much further west in a place called Norfolk, I think it is, uh, by the canal. He'd hit the canal, which is was a smart yeah. idea. It was down by the canal, it's where a lot of... You know where he was near? Where I went what? to look at that fucking car that was supposed oh, to be... Maybe, maybe he's gone maybe to look at that. Remember, he was a listener of this podcast, and he was on an odyssey to find the he car. He thought, ah, I've got to fucking, fucking get down there and I see this for out. myself. He didn't see it, but he, he hasn't got my military training. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, he had military training, didn't he? But well, canal, yeah. a lot. there's all sorts goes on down by canals, because I tell you why, they don't have fucking CCTV cameras down there. So walking yeah. by the canal can be lovely, and it can be a thrill. But it's also dangerous, right? Canals are dangerous. Right, all sorts of shit goes on down there. He's headed for the canal for that reason because he it's like a little underworld. It's like one of those cities within a city, like they have in Copenhagen. Where yeah, they've got, yeah, they're self-policing, and there's no cameras. And he thought, "Fuck me, I could make it all the way to Birmingham from here because there's the Grand Union goes all the way up to Birmingham." Yeah, on his uh, path. I think Rolls Royce built the Grand Union Canal to boat down parts between Did Birmingham they? and London. I think so. 
but that okay. might be bollocks. Please do not get in touch if that is wrong. Oh, yeah. um, anyway, it was there were sightings in Chiswick. So my mum's texted me because she knows how into this whole prison break thing I was, and she was into it too. And my brother lives in Wandsworth, not not far from the prison, right? So on the night when when it when he first broke out, my brother's house, street was fucking swarming with old Bill, right? He told me on Friday, I was like, fuck me, I hope this guy keeps going, you know, because yeah. I'm so invested in this, right? Um, and he's gone. <laughs> my brother's gone. He's long gone, mate. Right, so my brother dubbed, don't worry about him, he's long gone. <laughs> and I was like, How do you know? He went, How do I know? Put it this way, he's been gone two days, right? He went, There is police outside right now in my street. I'm looking at them and they're searching through the bushes in front gardens and in bins. <laughs> <laughs> he went, If the old Bill are still searching, like literally less than half a mile from the prison and they're looking in people's bins like he's fucking Oscar the Grouch. Right, he has long gone. So at that stage, I was like, right. So I was like, okay, great. Then my mum's like, he's in Chiswick. So the whole family were in on it, right? We were like, maybe Pancho's harbouring him. Pancho, right? We thought maybe maybe he's harbouring him. And uh, there's all these different things. What's really Cosmos, we talked on Friday's episode, we talked a lot about the People's Park, right? That park... Is Chiswick House and Gardens, the one that my mum yeah. complains has now turned into a snobby cunt's part. Five her words, not mine. Vegan sausage roll, yeah. Yeah, her words, not mine, right? That is the park where he was spotted. So I'm like, how cosmos is this? There's pictures mm. of police searching that park. I've never talked Another about that park on this suggestion podcast that he's been listening to this podcast and using it as his guide. You know, he's yeah. got the Chiswick Park to see what yeah, it's exactly. all about. He's on his way to the canal to look at the car. Fucking hell. Yeah. One's over where my brother lives. He thought maybe I can catch up with Pancho from the flats. He was down on Chiswick now, which is where I go running as well, like down by the river. He um, it, it was per- it was totally in in my neck of the woods. And anyway, she's quoted this morning with um, in the Sunday Mirror. It says local resident <laughs> Brenda McDonald. Right. Wow. Uh, uh, was quoted as saying, and she says something. I mean, they must have cut a uh, quote down a lot because I've never heard my mum speak in such short sentences. I mean, there's no way you can get a quote from my mum on anything without her deviating and going on for about an hour. And in, using the word cunt. <laughs> using the word cunt. Weirdly going on a tangent about the searchers, right, and talking quite a lot about Frankie <laughs> Allen, right, and how he's coming round and she's got to decide what to make for his lunch, right? Yeah. Uh, slagging off her husband quite a lot and um, talking about her latest diet. No, she went, she went, well, there's been police everywhere, said local resident Brenda McDonald. I guessed it was because of the escaped prisoner uh, because I heard he'd got out of Wandsworth, which isn't (laughs) far from here. And then her final quote, which I really liked, she went, they have to catch him because, to be honest, it was silly enough that they let him out in the first place. (laughs) Silly. <laughs> Let him out. Let him out. But also, it's like, Mum, this isn't what you've been saying to me over the fucking text. You'd be going, go on, I hope he fucking escapes. <laughs> go on, my son. Then as soon as the fucking the poor reporter sticks a mic under and show, oh, yes, I hope they catch him. It's, it's silly. 
They shouldn't let <laughs> these men escape. Shouldn't let him out. Oh, man. Yeah, I was, I think, I was though, fucking gutted when they caught him. Uh, well, I think if you get if you escape from a prison, right, and if you yeah. manage to stay on the run for five days, yeah. I reckon your sentence should be cancelled. You've won the game. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, fair's yeah. fair. Yeah. You've gone through the trouble to escape in the first place, which is not easy. And then it's almost like a Channel 4 fucking, you know, reality yeah. series. Well, if like Anna Karai said on Twitter, she said... She said, you know, he's he's done... Well, she reckons yeah. she did better when she did Celebrity Hunted. But I think anyone who's actually yeah. done that, been on the run... And me and you have never been on the run, but we have we have Yet. talked about being on the run and going off-grid to a huge extent over the years on this podcast. Yeah. It's very much in our top three fantasies, is to be on the run, right? Yeah. And For, well, also to do some time in an open prison. Yeah. So the two would be linked, wouldn't they? We'd be in there, we'd do a couple of weeks, and then we'd fuck off over the Let's over be the honest, hedge. this guy is almost our ultimate human of honour. <laughs> yeah. He's ticked all the fucking boxes, mate. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He, he was in an open nick, he escaped. He, he only got in there for doing a prank where he made a false bomb and left it on a table in his fucking mate's room, right? Is that you know what that? it was? Cause it was it, a prank. Yeah. yeah. They're fucking mad. I had to sit my kids down. <laughs> I literally <laughs> sat my kids down because they were shitting it because he was supposed to be on the loose near their school or whatever. And I was like, listen, don't worry about it, right? We should be on his side. And they're like, but he's a terrorist. I said, oh, he's not going to be fucking getting out and doing a terrorism straight away, is he? Yeah. It's like it's not he's, like he's, if a child well, murderer escaped. He's even I don't think he's even wired for that anyway. He's there's all this always oh, got army training. He's a private in the army. He's only 21. He was a, yeah. He's, exactly. He's just that, like he's not a navy seal. You know what I mean? The press were trying to make and, out. Yeah. The press were trying to make out it's the fuck is they were trying to make out he's Jason Bourne, right? Yeah. And uh, he's a one man army hidden out in Richmond Park like fucking Sylvester Stallone in First Blood when he's hiding in the woods. By the way, yeah, that is a really great Stray Man movie that might be worth <laughs> deep diving at some point, right? Like, they reckon, oh, yeah, he's up in the woods and he'll be making his own bunker and he'll have made his own bow and arrow just out of sticks and that and he'll be able to fight the old fucking SAS on his own just using whatever <laughs> materials he has to hand, like in the A-team, yeah. right? He was a fucking prison chef at an open prison... <laughs> He got fucking nicked for uh, doing a prank when he was in the army of making a pretend bomb to wind his mate up with, right? All fucking shitty wires sticking outside of it. And he's like, ha ha. And they're like, right, you're nicked. Well, one one of his mates was interviewed. One of his mates was interviewed. He went to school with, I think he said, oh, I could tell you some stories about him. He was a good laugh. He was always, he was a prankster, basically. He was always a good laugh. And he said, and you know what? They won't catch him because he's a really fast runner. (laughs) <laughs> that's like something you say about your mate at school isn't yeah. it yeah there's absolutely nothing in it it's like, it's like it's roll milk uh, too yeah it's the press like got that. so excited I had to sit my kids down right this is just classic dadding right because they were like look it is exciting we admit that and it's really exciting but in a way we think you're too much on his side because he is a criminal I said well hang on a minute he's, he's on fucking remand here right mm. he's not He's not been found guilty of anything. Yeah. And they go, well, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, sit down. I'm going to tell you about the Guildford Four and the Birmingham Six now. Hey. Well, you should have seen their faces. They were absolutely <laughs> bored shitless. But I trapped them. 
and I told them the whole story, my version at least, of the Guildford Four and Birmingham Six. Right, a lot yeah. of it's based on songs by the Pogues. I was going to say, there were also, six men in Birmingham and Guildford, there's four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of it's based on the lyrics of Shane McGowan and also the film In the Name of the Father, starring Daniel yes. Day-Lewis, which is one of only two films I've ever cried at, along with E.T., Right. right, but then I later did read Jerry Conlon's book and realised that after stuff for that film, they made up for dramatic effect. Nevertheless, the Guildford Four were innocent and they were fitted up, as were the Birmingham Six. So mm. I had to tell them. I had to say, listen, you know, you can't always believe what the old Bill say, what the government say, you know, what the intelligence services say. There's all sorts yeah. of shit gets made up left, right, and centre. Right, this bloke, for all we know. He's just a prankster, like your eye, right? If they're, they're going to make pranks illegal, then what kind of colourless country are we going to live in? Joyless, exactly. a joyless world. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, if Jeremy Beadle was alive today, who's to say they wouldn't have him in fucking Belmarsh, right? Yeah. In choking, fucking him yeah. with his record yeah. of impersonating police life. officers. Yeah. But they'd have him. They'd have him in, uh, what do they call it, where they put you in a room? They'd have him in solitary. Solitary, naked. And, that, and he'd be in there now, smearing just, his own shit on the walls. Poor with his old little hand. Beadle, right? Pouring his shit onto the wall, right? <laughs> fucking demanding release. He'd, poor cunt. And actually, yeah. thank God he died when he did. And I know that sounds disrespectful, but I wouldn't want... Uh, think of the, the laughter that Jeremy Beadle provided us with over mm. the years. Actually, we got we saw a really funny Jeremy Beadle prank about a year ago. Someone sent it to us on Twitter, and it was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I'm going to revisit that. But anyway, that's all I'm saying. Well, there you go. There's another example for you of the erosion of our lives and our freedoms and our liberties as we know it. You can't prank anymore. 25 years ago, Jeremy Beadle, 10 million viewers every Saturday night on ITV. 2023, yeah. if Jeremy Beadle was still around and at it, he'd be naked, smearing his own shit on the wall in fucking Belmarsh. So there. How, <laughs> how, how far have we come? And in what direction? We're in reverse. Judge for yourself. Judge for yourself. Um... We'll leave it there, I think. We haven't um, done any predictions this weekend because it was International Weekend. and you know, It was just shitty. Inter- Did you watch any of that silly game? I watched a bit of what? it. I was disgusted. No. It, England. In- no, I was I was in the hammock in the garden. Yeah, don't blame you. I flicked um, it on for a bit and yeah. all I was left thinking was, thank God almighty West Ham didn't sign Harry Maguire. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get why he was playing. I, I don't understand no. it. And Jordan well, Henderson. I, 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 He's gone into semi retirement in fucking in the Middle East. In, oh. And like, he was absolutely. He's rubbish. I've never thought he was any good anyway. I'm not interested in qualifiers of tournaments. I'll just just nah. give me the tournament. Do it behind closed doors. Yeah. Make it a secret. Just reveal the teams in the tournaments yeah, exactly. on the first day. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I think they should do? Is they should make young players play the qualifiers. Like, but I mean, kids. <laughs> Right, so all of our all of our kiddies teams play each other yeah. to decide who gets the final, and then when the final lineup is decided, then the seniors take part. Yeah, okay, yeah, there's something in that, I guess. Mm. All right, we'll be back throughout the week with um, similarly batshit opinions like that. Yeah, and terrible, the, terrible uh, opinions. You know, thought farts, if you want to call them that, uh, <laughs> in various guises. Um, thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye.
when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.